Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Well, uh, in, in this month of January, we felt the Lord leading us to, to preach on the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna, we're gonna do that today. How many of you were here last week? Amen. If you were not here last week and you wanna, you wanna know where we're, what we're talking about, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit for the next few weeks, and that's leading us into February, which is our vision month. So every weekend in February is vision month. I wanna encourage you, get here, be here, get into the room. It's gonna be a really special time, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, but last week I talked about, really, it, it, it could have been a message for weeks, but who is the Holy Spirit, right? Um, I've, I've heard from people this week just how, how much it's moved them when they've realized that the Holy Spirit is a person, and that, and that he wants to talk, and he has emotions, and he has a will, and he wants to show you the will and the emotions and the voice of the Good Shepherd. And so go back and, and listen to that. Um, but I want to open up with a, a quote, and this was something that I read last time we taught this series a couple years back, but this quote, it's really more just to provoke something in us. Is that all right? How many of you love just getting provoked in your spirit a little bit? <laughs> I think the team has this from Andrew Murray. Um, he said, Andrew Murray's a mighty man of God. Mighty, mighty man. Um, come see me. There's a couple devotional books that I read from him. One's on the book of Hebrews. Powerful, powerful. All right? But it says this. Yeah, thank you, team. The Holy Spirit has not only power, but he has the spirit of love. He's troubled over this dark world and is troubled over our country. This is written many, many, many years ago. He's concerned about every sphere of work within it, and he's willing to bless it. Why isn't there more blessing? There can only be one answer. We have not honored the Holy Spirit as we should have. Is there anyone who can honestly say that we have? Every thoughtful and sincere heart should be ready to cry out, God, forgive me that I have not honored the Holy Spirit as I should have done, that I have grieved him. And this is what's hit me again this week. That I've allowed self in the flesh and my own will to work where the Holy Spirit should have been honored. May you forgive me that I've allowed self and flesh and the will to have the place that you intended for the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? I've said it before, I've heard it said, it's either amen or ouch. I wanna say amen to that, amen? The Holy Spirit. So, so last week we talked about who the Holy Spirit is. Thank you, Olivia, so much. And um, this week I wanna talk um, just about the, the, the work of the Spirit in our lives. And so when, we, when you hear the word Holy Spirit, at least when I hear, I come into a service and I've attended a lot of church services and you hear Holy Spirit, specifically the, the camps I, I grew up in and ran with, you just think power, right? Full voltage, we're ready to ride. Like it's gonna, it's gonna go, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about, yeah? Just four of us, yeah. So it's like when you talk Holy Spirit, you start to think about all the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do through you, amen? Right? Like, and it's good things, and we're gonna talk about that next week. <laughs> But there is a role and a responsibility of the Holy Spirit that is, is much more than just giving us power to do things. 
The role of the Holy Spirit is to connect us to someone. The I know it's cold. The role of the Holy Spirit is to connect to someone, and that someone is Jesus. The Holy Spirit has a favorite subject, Jesus. The Holy Spirit loves to talk about the person of Jesus. The, the Holy Spirit loves to reveal the person of Jesus. This is the role of the Spirit of the Lord. It's, 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 it's a precious gift that has been given to us. Jesus said, I will leave here, go away, and I will send you one, the spirit of truth, the advocate, the one that will, will guide you and direct you, but will ultimately share with you who I am. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit? I said, aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit? And so I'm gonna talk about the power source at the end of this and next week and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that, so please come. We're gonna talk about the gifts. We're gonna talk about the fruit. We're gonna talk about it all. But I really just wanna drive home a very simple point today. We need the Holy Spirit because we need to be connected to Jesus. Very simple. But to be frank, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that in my own life, I've realized it's, it's, it's easy to say, but at times difficult to walk out. Anybody want to get in this boat with me? Like, like, I love that I can say the Holy Spirit's the one that wants to connect us to Jesus. Amen. And it's like, whoa. I don't feel connected today. I don't feel him today. But I want to, I want to just say, you know, the thing about the, the, the faith is it's not, it's, it's, it's not dictated on our feelings. Feelings are great. Emotions are great. You know, I, I was joking we said this. I, I didn't know that there was an emotional wheel. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you, until recently, like two years ago, someone showed it to me, and I was like, there's, there's a wheel that you could just spin and be like, <laughs> and then we, <laughs> but, but <laughs> my wife's looking at me. Uh, but feelings and emotions are really bad masters when they're not under the Holy Spirit. And so, what's the point? The point is, the Holy Spirit wants to move us past our emotions and feelings and get us into deep connection with Jesus. This was, this was the promise that, that we can have an empowered life because of the Spirit of the Lord. But empowerment doesn't mean going out and doing a bunch of things for the Lord. Empowerment, like you've heard it said in our church if you've been long enough, I believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But empowerment doesn't mean like getting in your car and getting to church. <laughs> empowerment doesn't mean hosting a meal at your house and having people over and loving your neighbor. Empowerment of the Holy Spirit begins with connecting you to Jesus. Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says this to the believers, to the disciples as they're, he's sharing with them that he's going away. It says this, you will receive power so, so he promises a power-filled life, amen, when my Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Well, how can you be a witness of someone that you're not connecting with? He says you'll receive power to do something with that power. 
And yes, that is to be a witness, to proclaim. We see the message preached there, and we'll, we'll get to all that. They're filled with the power of the Spirit. Everyone thinks they're drunk. If they're like, it's in the morning. It's, they're not drunk. They can't be drunk. They're filled with the Spirit, and crazy stuff happens. But, but the promise of the Spirit of power is to be the source of connection for us because our lives as believers is not called to be stale. It's not called to be filled with chaos. It's not a life promised to us. Can I tell you something? Chaos is not promised from the Lord. You need to say amen to that. The mind of chaos is not the portion that the Lord's promised to you. Can, can you say amen? The promise is that you would have a sound mind. The, the promise is that you would have the mind of Christ. The, the promise is that you would have peace that surpasses understanding. The promise is that you do not need to be anxious about anything, but in, I'm preaching the Bible, but in everything with prayer and supplications and with joy and thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God and the peace of God will guard your heart's mind, Christ Jesus. I think I just combined four verses into one. The promise of the Holy Spirit coming and residing in us is that we would know Jesus. And we'd be connected to the one who gave his life. We'd be connected to the one that has fire in his eyes and, and is looking down and is, is, is interceding for us with the Father. How many of you know Jesus is our great intercessor? Come on, you need to say amen to that. If you think Jesus doesn't love you, just know he's, he's petitioning on your behalf to the Father. That's some love. I have some people that pray for me, some intercessors that I call. I know they love me. Why? Because they pray for me. That's not even in my notes. And so, so when we talk about an empowered life, we got to know that it starts with connection. Uh, Old Testament prophets would, would declare what was to come. If you have your Bibles, go to Ezekiel 36. And this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. And, and team in the back, I'm, I'm going to jump around here in this. But, but the promise that was given to the prophet Ezekiel, while in exile, by the way, was that there would be, a, be a, a, one that would come. And that in coming, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, would give them a new heart. And so, so if you have your Bibles, are you guys awake this morning? Go to Ezekiel 36. Did I tell you that? Did I tell you what verse? Guess. Just guess. 1, 22. have it on my iPad, my holy iPad. Therefore, say to the Israelites, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show you the holiness of my great name, which has, profane, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries, and I will bring you back into your land. Okay, real quick, context. Context matters. The people of Israel are in exile. Hello? And so the Lord is promising to bring them out of exile back into the land that he's promised them. This is what the prophet Ezekiel is saying. He's like, where, where you have been in captivity, where you've been in exile, it ends. You will come back. Are you, are you? And he says this, I, I will, verse 25, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. 
I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. Everyone say new heart. And put a new spirit. Everyone say new spirit. In you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And verse 27 is it. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I, I will, verse 27 again, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. This is the promise of the Lord through the prophets and it's the promise for us today that those that were far off, in exile, away from Jesus, have been now brought back because of the cross and the blood and the burial and the resurrection right, of Jesus Christ. We're back with the Father. This, this message of being back with the Father should never get old. It is the message. Are you hearing me? It is, it is the message that we should always remember, but it's in that moment of coming back to Jesus and Jesus giving us his Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? Just for quick, you have the Spirit of the Lord when you came to Jesus. Okay? Can you say amen? You have the Spirit of the Lord when you came to Jesus. We're gonna talk about baptism next week. Come. Woo! But you receive the Spirit when you say yes to Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit comes and resides in you, and just like he said in the Old Testament, that you will now have a heart that will be new and flesh, and, and let me just say it this way, will be, will be soft, and, 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 and will, my spirit will rest upon you. It's the same thing for us today. He says, he says, listen, you will not only get my spirit, but you will do what I have, what, what I say. You'll walk out the faith that I've called you to walk out. You'll walk out as a disciple of Jesus when the spirit of the Lord comes and rests upon you. You know, if we plug our phone into our outlets, oh, yesterday I was watching football with my son and there's a new Apple commercial. I think they're geniuses, it's awesome. Have you guys seen this commercial where the, where the outlet starts singing? Have you seen, nobody? You guys don't watch TV, we're holy. We've been praying and fasting. This outlet's like singing because the new iPhone battery doesn't need to be as charged as much. And my son's just dying laughing. And I come out, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, look at this, this outlet. Dead. And he like walks over to the outlet. You think, you think this one could do it too? I was like, son, no, this is not. But maybe Holy Spirit, make it. He's like, oh, yeah. But if you just plug your, 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 your charge cord halfway into the outlet, your phone's gonna be dead when you wake up. It's a simple analogy. It's really not that profound. <laughs> but it's the reality of our hearts. All the promise is there. The promise of connection is there. The promise that he will come and rest upon. We've been singing it this morning. Come rest. We need a fresh one. The promise is all there. But if, if we are not taking what's been promised and actually plugging into it, our lives become powerless. The empowered life happens when connection happens. It can't go the other way. You can't do things in the spirit without being in the spirit. You can do giftings. You can, you can do gifts that God has given you because the gifts, I said it last week, I'm gonna keep saying it, the gifts of the Lord are given without repentance. So every one of you, can I just tell you, every one of you has a gift. You have gifts, you have gifting. You need to say amen to that because he loves you so much. Right? But, but, but if you don't, Handle them well if you don't, they're still gonna function. But when you do handle them well and you do care for them well and you 
are connected, those gifts actually become empowered. Is this, is this okay? And so the Old Testament prophets are like, listen, there's going to be a day that comes and that, 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 that the person, it's, it's not a place. What, what's so profound about Ezekiel is that they're in exile. And, he, and he's still saying that the Lord wants to come. The Spirit wants to come and connect you. The, the, the Spirit of the Lord is not concerned about a place. He's concerned about you. He's so concerned about connecting us to the source. Jesus. You know, it's not profound, and none of this is really profound. It's just what I've known. It's like all week, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a week, and so all week I'm just sitting and finding myself going, Holy Spirit, can you connect me to Jesus? Holy Spirit, can you connect me to him right now? You, sh- you should take that one, and you should pray it. You don't have to give an extra offering. Just take it today. And you know what's so, so sweet about the Lord is that when I actually pray that and actually want it, he does it. Because the Lord is about connecting us to himself. Right, this is the whole plan of Jesus coming to earth was to bring the kingdom, to reveal the kingdom. Yes, signs and wonders, miracles and powers, healings and feeding the thousands, but it was much more than that. It was about connecting people back to what was lost in that moment in the garden. It was about connecting, and so with the Spirit, because Jesus is not walking this earth anymore. He will. He, he's coming. You need to say amen. He's, we, we sang Cornerstone. We were like, when he shall come. And I was like, woo! Let's live like he's coming. Can I tell you, let's live like he's coming back. <laughs> That'll bring some holiness in us. Like, he's returning. But, but it, it was him coming that brought us back to what was lost. It was the reconnection back to the source. And that is what the Holy Spirit does for us. Can I encourage us? The Holy Spirit does, wants to do much more than give you a new job. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit wants to do much more than fill your bank account. The Holy Spirit wants to do much more than like, like bring you that person, you know, like, oh, Lord, I've been praying for years. I'm just believe-. Like he wants to do much more, and we're believing for it. How many single people in the room? Don't raise your hand. But raise your hand. Yeah, just quickly, quickly. Yeah, everyone's look. Okay, good. Find each other. <laughs> everyone's like, someone just snapped a picture real fast. And it's like, oh, that one. <laughs> you don't need to laugh more in church. It's good. The Holy Spirit's much more concerned about connecting you to Jesus than he is about giving you things. Can we come to grips with that today? He wants to give you a heart that is so soft and tender that when you hear his voice, you're like, oh, I'm I'm running. I'm coming to you. I'm I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to let shame and guilt keep me from coming. I'm going to come right to you because you you want me to be connected to the source that's going to actually transform my life. In a day and age where it's all self-help and self-fix and self-heal, you can't. Can I just be honest with you? You can't. You can't do it. We weren't designed to do it. We were designed to be healed and fixed and restored by the one that made us. And so it's through the Holy Spirit connecting us to Jesus that we actually become transformed. First Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Is this okay today? 
Do, do not, do you not know, I think they have this, yeah, thank you, team. Do you not know that, it, that, that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. This sounds like Old Testament. No, this is New Testament. He's a holy God. If, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Whew. Just read that for a month. <laughs> Just dwell on that for, for some time. It's the Holy Spirit coming and residing in us that makes us the temple of the Lord. If you know the scriptures, you know that the Spirit would come down and rest and then go away. The Spirit would come down and rest on a person and go away. It's so crazy and amazing that when Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come down and rest for a moment and goes. He comes and stays. And it's a sign that those that will come in through Jesus now get the Holy Spirit to rest on us and in us, not just leave us. Can I tell you, that's where orphanhood gets destroyed. Can I, just, can I just for a moment, like the orphan spirit, the spirit that calls out for more, the spirit that calls out that you need something, the spirit that cries out, and I've been there. It gets destroyed when the Holy Spirit connects you closer to Jesus because that's what happened. The spirit of adoption happened. You need to know that. One of the most profound things is that you are a child of him. It's not a coincidence or just a thing that Rachel and I tell our kids, the phrase that they know. If I brought them here, they would both know. I said, as we say to them, I am a son and a daughter of the king. We don't say I'm a son and daughter of Trollios. It's a really hard last name to say. It's I'm a son and daughter of the king. Because I want them to understand through Jesus they're adopted. They're not abandoned. They're not left. They're not forsaken. They're children. In being children, you get the father through the spirit. Is this okay? So, so Paul's writing, is like, listen, I, I want you to realize what you're carrying inside of you. Don't, don't waste this. Don't, don't cheapen it. But know that the Spirit is in you to, be, to make you the temple of the Lord. I, I, I want to say that what, this, when, we'll, we'll be done in a few moments. Connection is, is unto something. Being connected by the Spirit to Jesus is unto something. It's not just to sound good. It's not just to have a good pat on the back, like knowing our security and salvation. Thank you for security and salvation, yeah? You all need to say amen. <laughs> but it's much more than that. It's to make you like him. Connection brings empowerment. Empowerment is so that you can look like Jesus. That's the whole point. The point of the Spirit, listen, the, whole, the point of the Holy Spirit is not so that you can pray in the Spirit or prophesy. It's good. We're good. We believe in it. We practice it. It's here. Some of you are like, what? Yeah, it's very, it flows in our house. It's not that you can, you, can, you can host people, like I said. It's not that you can do all the things. It's not that you can go out and evangelize on the street corner. or, or have, Listen, some of y'all, let me just help you. Some of you like feel burdened to do a Bible study in your house. Praise God, but make sure the Lord's told you because you will then stand accountable. Let me be clear here. <laughs> it's very clear in the Bible that when you open the scriptures and you start teaching, you will be judged double. So just 
Where was I going? What's the point, Rich? <laughs> I know where we were going. The Holy Spirit <laughs> wants to help you to live holy. The Holy Spirit is not there just to give you a bunch of giftings and power. It is part of it, but it's to make us holy. You know, holiness is a curse word in the church. When I say holiness, some of you go, this is one of those churches. They're gonna start calling things out of me. <laughs> what if I did? I was like, hey, hey, brother. And oh, shit. You guys need to laugh. It's fun. I'm not trying to be judgmental or harsh here. I'm just trying to help us. Because connection's unto something, and that something is to become holy. It's holiness. It's, it's, not, it's not for us as believers to say we want the Holy Spirit but not live the way that the Spirit would tell us. We might actually be listening to a different spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in us that, that, that woos our heart and, and reveals the things in our hearts that aren't bringing him glory and says, hey, I want to change that. I want to put my thumb on that. I want to point that out. I want to, I want to move that out. I want to, I want to get you out of there. You know, um, I lived with a couple buddies. One of them is my brother-in-law now, but I lived with a couple buddies for like three, four years after college. And then I've had a, a year or two before Rachel and I got married. So as you know, like as a young guy, I had a whole bunch of stuff in my apartment that I thought would go with me into marriage. Precisely. I had a poster, like this really cool poster. It was with me all through college. It was with me through the years after. And I remember, like weeks before, it was like in my closet, it wasn't hanging. I was like, ah, had a, had a service for it, took it out, threw it in the dumpster, mourned, cried. Furniture that I thought would come with me was not coming with me. Some of it came. The reality is this, is that when I got married, the old stuff didn't come with me. Listen, some of it came, but it didn't stick around that long. <laughs> you know, we got married, we got new pots and pans. Praise the Lord. Praise God. <laughs> I was like, I was using these pans that had rice embedded on the bottom of it. I was like, this is not good. It's probably dying from some lead poisoning happening. I found them at a garage sale. It is what it is. And... <laughs> But I, I got new stuff. We got, when, when we entered into this, it was new. When you entered into this marriage, because he's the groom, we're the bride. When you enter into that marriage, the old stuff has to leave. And he wants to bring in new stuff. That is the holiness of the Lord. It's not about a bunch of do's and don'ts. Hear me. But some of it is about do's and don'ts. <laughs> Olivia, can you come up? Hey, just a little, it, it, it's not about like, oh, I gotta, I gotta willpower myself to get this stuff out of me. No, it's the Holy Spirit that's been given to you to help you get that stuff out of you. Sin does not have to rule and reign over the believer. I mean this, guys. Like it is, it is a thing. We all fall short. We all stumble and fall. Yes, there's no perfect person or believer in this life. If you've met them and they say that, run or minister <laughs> to them. 
But as believers, a connection because of the Spirit to Jesus should make us more like Jesus, and it should make our hearts burn for the holiness of Jesus. I sound like my grandfather. But man, I'm getting older, and I'm watching the world just like, I'm watching the church. I'm not worried about the world. I mean, I'm worried about the world, but I'm worried about this. And we're coming in here, we're lifting our hands, and we're singing the songs, and we're serving, and but we're not connected. And in not being connected, we're not living a life that's full of power, a.k.a. holiness. Because the Lord wants to use you. He wants to use what he's put in you, but he wants to use a vessel that is surrendered. Is this okay? Some of you are not. I'm just going to ride with you. It's not, it's not just for the believer to be there and be shakalak and everything. sorry it's true you can shock a lock all day but you live like hell and it doesn't matter is this live streamed cut the cut the live stream I'm just kidding but technical difficulties have happened but I'm serious can I can I just be your pastor can I be can I speak to me It's not worth it if you're not connecting with him. Because when you're connected to him, that's when things start to happen. I was praying and I sat and prayed with the Lord. I'm going to read this. And I really felt like the Lord was saying that as we enter into a season, a new year as a church, we will see the strength of our connection we will see the strength of our connection determined by the significance, uh, sorry, we will see the strength of our connection will determine the significance of our commissioning to our city. Can I say that again? By how we are connected, we will actually see the strength of how we will go and reach the city. We can't go reach the city without being connected. People have tried. Churches have tried. Pastors have tried. I just, I, I just, a couple, this was a while back, but I, I was just talking to a guy. He was here, him and his wife are here, way up on the north side, and they're done. I said, what happened? Connection. We got overwhelmed with the work. We were doing this, this, and this, and we just lost sight of it. I was just like, man, I'm so sorry. But let this be a warning. It was like the Holy Spirit said, let this be a warning. We do amazing things, well-to-well, outreach, all this stuff, Dude Olympics. Like, Titus woke up this morning and was like, I'm gonna invite three of my buddies from school. And I'm like, yes, let's do this thing, right? I'm buying that Nerf gun, I'm just like, oh, it's just done. <laughs> Let it be. But I don't wanna walk into that gym filled with young kids, young, young men, and, and not be connected. What's it gonna do? Love on them for a little bit? You know, the Lord's not interested in just some fruit that's for a moment. He's interested in lasting fruit. He's interested in you having fruit that lasts. You know, what scripture says is that eternal life is that you would know him. That's actually eternal life, that you would know him. You hear me? That's eternal life. If everyone's like, what's eternal life? It's that you would know Jesus. That's what the Bible says. The scripture says eternal life is to know him. Well, how do you know him? Through his word, but by the guidance and the help of the Holy Spirit. I know people, I have friends that don't love the Lord that read this. 
And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to mess them up because you can only do that for so long before the Holy Spirit comes. But when you read this, with the connection of the Spirit, things start jumping out at you. For instance, can I be vulnerable? We're, we're wrapping up. It's my first close off. This week, I was, I'm reading, you know, starting my Bible reading for the year because I'm just holy. You should read your Bible every day. And, and, and I was reading about the two brothers in Genesis that, that, that wanted the, one wanted the birthright, the other one did. Take when you saw. Is that right? Is that right? You're up here like, Lord, help me. <laughs> Somebody like, do you read your Bible? <laughs> and how one just gave up his birthright because of fatigue. I'm tired, give me some food, I'm gonna die. Give me a birthright, okay. He handed off the most precious thing because he was tired. And I sat there and I was like, that's a good thing. Wow, great lesson in the Lord. And the Holy Spirit said, stop, go back and read it again. So I went back and read it again. I'm just helping you. Read it again and I said, oh snap. I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I don't want to make decisions out of fatigue tiredness, weariness. You've actually called me not to be tired and fatigued and weary. I want to make decisions that come from you. I want, are you hearing me? It was, it was, I could have read the Bible. I'm like, that's a great story. Check off the list. Got 95 days in. I'm ready to like roll. But if we do it with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to start speaking things. This is why prayer and fasting is, is really important. It's very important, guys, because it's a connection point with Jesus this week that's, that's elevated. That, 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 that starves your flesh and feeds your soul. It's not important. Listen, don't fast and be on your computer all day working. It's just a diet plan. Don't do it. But if you're going to fast and seek the Lord, because, because I really believe in this hour, the Holy Spirit wants to elevate us and get us deeply connected because our, our commissioning to the city matters by the connection in this house. And in our connection, he wants to make us holy. Like I, I could go down the list of things of do's and don'ts and what to do and not to do. For the sake of time, I, don't, I, don't, I can't, but I can tell you this. He's interested in every action. He's interested in every word spoken. He's interested in every thought that we have. And he's interested if we would give them to him. Because when you're submitted with every thought, every action, every word, he'll work out the things that aren't holy and he'll make them holy unto the Lord. You need to say amen to that. It's, it's, it's the rules, it's the house rules coming into our hearts. Holiness through the spirit is a pursuit to continue. You can't wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm holy. You could say I'm holy because of Jesus, but you can't be like, I'm gonna do the holy things now. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a thing you have to walk out, but it's because of connection through the Spirit that you don't have to keep living like old. Some of you need to say amen because you, you've come in here today, you're looking for this thing to be broken out of your life, this addiction, the bondage, the, the, the mental block that you keep just running in circles with. Can I tell you, it's gonna be the Holy Spirit today that's gonna come in and he's gonna say, I'm gonna handle this. I'm gonna handle this. I'm gonna handle it. If you allow for me to do it, the Holy Spirit's saying, if you allow for me to do it, I will do it. I will do it. I will give you the, the courage to make that hard decision.
I will give you the courage to make the wrong right. I will give you the strength to actually stand up and put on the robe of righteousness every day. I will give you the strength to break off shame and condemnation. This is what the Holy Spirit does because of connection. Can someone say amen to this? It's not about knowledge. I'll leave it this. Can you stand two feet? okay today he says I, Ezekiel he says I will I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols well I don't have idols I don't have little gold statues in my house <laughs> I almost went somewhere some of you might some of you might be caught up in some nasty junk that you think spiritual it's not if you're praying to rocks get them out If you're praying to crystals, get them out of your house. Should I go here for a sec? If you're lighting stuff and praying to things, it's not God. Okay, back to the word. Idols aren't what they used to be, like more or less, but they're idols in our heart. And the promise of Jesus is that the idols don't have to stay in our hearts. We don't have to be people that idolize anything. We actually can be people that just put him at the center. 